0: E Road provides fleets with advanced capabilities for remote reefer control, real time compartment mismatch detection, product specific temperature alerts, and a host of compliance management applications. It's time to revisit how your refrigerated goods are monitored. <music> Welcome to Running on Ice, the coolest community in freight. I'm your host, Mary O'Connell, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, and everything happening in the cold chain world. Not only is there the coolest show and freight, but there's also the Running on Ice, the newsletter that you can subscribe to on freightwavescom slash running on ice. Today, we are joined by Maggie Christensen, the Director of Engineered Building Systems at Kingspan. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm kind of excited to talk about it. This is something we haven't really talked about much on the show, and that is Um, you know, what goes behind the cold storage warehouses and behind everything that keeps everything cold, and that's the insulation part. Not something that you guys are kind of experts in, but before we get too far into that, let's get some background on you and kind of how you got started at Kingspan.
1: Oh, sure. Um, Well, I I often joke that I was born in a panel manufacturing plant. Um, My father was a manufacturer's rep for 40 plus years And he used to take me to trade shows when I was five and I would be doing like a one coat stucco in the booth and he would say, look at how easy this is. Even a five year old can do it, which baffles me because I've been going to trade shows for 20 years and I would never even imagine to bring my kids to the trade show. But he did. It worked well for him. I, you know, I grew up just listening to him talk to his customers. And I would sit in his office listening to kind of the one-sided conversation that he was having. And and I could gauge, you know, how he was, you know, working to rectify a situation or, um, you know, really just doing what was best for the customer. So following college, I wanted to go and work for him. I worked for him for 10 years as um, his outside sales representative covering the Midwest, uh, about eight or nine states. And then um, after 10 years at his rep firm, I went out on my own, Kingspan hired me as an employee. So I was a regional sales manager, again, in the Midwest for the controlled environments division for 10 years. So um, the the fun part is my father and I competed for uh, about 10 years. It was uh, it, it was a wonderful time where he would steal a job from me and I would steal a job from him. But, um, you know, he taught me everything that I know about the industry. And it was just a natural gravitation um, after, you know, growing up and watching him for so many years that I really was drawn to I- IMPs and, and wanted to do um, something similar to what he had had done. And,
0: you know, I haven't looked back since. I like that you guys used to steal sales from each other. I feel like that had to make for a very interesting family dinner.
1: Yes, uh, we do. We do Sunday dinners and we would talk about politics and religion. Those were the two things that we agreed on. We would never talk about work. That was completely off limits because one of us was probably trying to steal a job from each other at that very moment. So we had to keep things pretty close to the vest.
0: So instead of defaulting on what most other families talk about on Sunday dinner of work, you know, life updates, you guys to think go into things that people actively avoid of politics and religion. I just I love that approach.
1: Yes. And that worked for us. So that's that's what we did.
0: Um. So kind of it's, it is kind of cool that it's kind of been, you know, a part of who you were. It makes sense of how you got to where you are. Um. But now that you aren't are really I guess I don't know that are you are you selling in your current role or are you doing more of like the the system stuff
1: so yes so in uh in the spring the opportunity came for the director of engineered building systems which is on our pre-engineered metal building side of the business um it was an opportunity that Um, just presented itself. And I thought, you know, I had done cold storage for 20 years. I think I'd like to try something different. And so I jumped in in feet first uh, about April of this year. And so now I am on the director level and uh, managing uh, a little
0: bit differently than I was when I was on the sales side. I absolutely love that. And that perfectly leads into uh, what we're talking about today. And that's something that you guys came out with over the summer. Um, and you guys, all of your cold storage panels now have this special quad core technology. Can you kind of explain what that is and how it's kind of a big advancement in that cold storage industry? Oh, absolutely. So quad core is
1: our um, hybrid proprietary foam blend. Um, we've had it here in in the U.S. for uh, I'd say six or seven years, maybe. Um, we've had it uh, running in Europe and the UK for much longer than that. Um, it's based on, on four principles. Um, you have your thermal performance, your fire performance, your health and wellness, and then it also has a, a 30-year thermal warranty um, that goes along with it. So um, kind of breaking each of those points down um, from the thermal perspective, the, the quad core panel from Kingspan has the highest R value that you will get in controlled environments. It actually has an R9 per inch. Um, and, and that is well beyond what the industry standard is currently. So, uh, not only are you getting, um, the highest performing panel, but You're also, it gives you the opportunity to possibly use a thinner panel than you normally would have used. So let's say you have a required R value um, that's been determined already and you're going to go with, say, a six-inch panel. Depending on what that R value has been set at, you might be able to use a five-inch panel because our R value is that much higher than than the competition's. So lower costs with the ability to potentially use a thinner panel. You'll have more interior space with the, the quad core panel as well. If you're using, um, a thinner panel and then moving over to the fire performance. Um, this is the highest performing panel in a, in a fire environment that you can get with a foam panel. Um, It's the only panel in North America that has FM, which is Factory Mutual, forty-eight eighty-two, and that's for smoke spread in smoke-sensitive occupancies. So, if you think about a fire, um, you know, heaven forbid, there were to be, let's say, a dock fire, um, all of the contents within the the building has a, a great chance of being destroyed, and it's not necessarily. From the fire itself it's from that black billowing smoke that's going to be burning off of the foam Um, this the quad core has a very low smoke emission um, very low off gassing that you um, would not get with another panel Um, a, a standard urethane panel in the market is going to smoke considerably have tremendous off gassing and uh, considerable flame spread as well. Um, the quad core is designed to have very low smokes, sp- or I'm sorry, very low fire spread, so um, able to you know mitigate the uh, the fire opportunity, I guess, within that within that building. Um, Also, the flash point at which the panel would even ignite is about 40% higher than a standard foam panel. So, um, if you think about, um, how, let's say you're, let's say you had a bonfire the night before and you want to have another, another bonfire, you have that log that was already burned and charred from the night before. Well, the quad core panel does something similar. Um, when it starts to burn, it starts to char on the outside. And so if you think about how difficult it is to get that, that used log burning, you really have to work at it, right? And it's the same idea with the quad core. Um, since it does char on the outside to protect itself, um, it does have the highest fire performance um, of any panel that you'll have in North America. And then um, with that, we also have the health and wellness. Um, we are um, GreenGuard um, certified, uh, GreenGuard gold actually, which is a very difficult accreditation to get. Um, we have all of the red list chemicals have already been removed that the EPA has mandated to have removed from the quad core. Um, so not only having um you know safe buildings um that we're building that are sustainable but also um from a health perspective for the people inside of those buildings um knowing that our products are the healthiest products that you can build um build with is very important to us at Kingspan and then as i mentioned it does have a 30 year thermal performance warranty and that's unlike any warranty that you would have um, in the industry. Certain warranties you you pay for, and then you have multiple inspections throughout the duration of the installation to make sure that the panels are installed propert- properly. This warranty um, does not refer to the craftsmanship, it's directly related to the foam itself um, and the idea of an aged R-value over time um, we're so confident in the, the properties of the quad core that, um, we're maintaining a, a 30 year warranty. So if after five years, after 29 years, the owner, um, was increasing, having increased energy costs, uh, we would have a third party that came in, would do an analysis and determine if the, the R value had, um, depleted at all. And as long as it's within um, about a ten percent threshold, um, then it would be warranted for uh, complete replacement of those those panels for up to
0: thirty years, and that's unlike anything that you'll have in the market. That is a lot to unpack about some panels. So it's going to be health- It's going to be healthier for your workforce, which not a tough sell because it's it's already difficult enough to work in a cold chain, like in a cold storage warehouse, because it's so cold. And you know, already finding warehouse workers sometimes can be tricky. So it's better for your workers. Um, it's going to keep your stuff colder for longer. Which personally, I don't. I don't even think you can. I, I honestly cannot think of any other product out there that has a thirty-year warranty. The closest I get is like twenty, and that's for like kitchen cabinets. But I can't think of anything that goes thirty. Well, that that's that's good to know. That's good to know. If, if I need some new kitchen cabinets, As I was going to say I think IKEAs are. 20 years and I, I should know i used to sell them but i forget um but yeah i think enki and kitchen cabinets are good for like 20 or 15 or 20 years um so you know kingspan panels just casually longer than the things that you use every day it's fine um but also i want to say impossible to a uh, light on fire because n- n- like almost nothing is impossible to light on fire if you have hot enough fire but really difficult to burn up and also you know potentially not going to destroy everything in that warehouse if there is a small if there is a small fire um because obviously if it can be contained then the lettuce sitting on the other side of the warehouse three rows up three racks up it's going to be probably more than okay versus you know if another panel caught then everything would be damaged because of that smoke which um honestly I'm failing to see a bad side about the panels. Well, good, because there isn't one. <laughs> In your very humble opinion, they are the best panels on the market. In my very humble opinion, yes, yes. Um, One of the things I wanted to touch on is the Green Guard certification. I'm sorry, the Green Guard gold certification, because you guys are fancy and you didn't just settle for like a basic. You went full send. Um so does that also play into companies trying to hit their ESG initiatives and kind of, you know, build cleaner buildings or, you know, reduce that carbon footprint? Because I feel like if they, if companies can, you know, waste less energy through the use of like strong insulation panels, then it's gonna, it's gonna ultimately save their energy costs, but also reduce their carbon footprint and really help those ESG initiatives, right? Absolutely.
1: And we have a really bold initiative at Kingspan, which we call Planet Passionate. It's a 10-year collaborative initiative across our 130 manufacturing facilities with measurable targets and positive impacts. So um, with that, um, we have broken down our uh, Planet Passionate goals um, into four pillars. Um, energy carbon circularity and water so um yes absolutely um in regards to to uh, our carbon footprint, um one of the most important things to think about is selecting the right products early on in the design phase is so critical um once once a product has been um you know put on the building that locked in um, uh, carbon is is there for life. You can't reduce that once once it's already been locked in. Um, so with Kingspan, um, with our Planet Passionate, specifically with the Quad Core Foam, um, we're we're working to reach some really ambitious goals. And I can go through them if you want me to go through. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so energy, um, that's the first one. At all of our wholly owned facilities, and this is across Kingspan Global, so um, all across the world, um, we will have solar PV installed on all of our wholly owned facilities. So um, the idea is um, to have these installed by 2030, so that we can do our own on-site energy generation. Um, we have two facilities in North America that already have solar on them. Our corporate office in DeLand, Florida, and then our Modesto, California facility, both have solar PV that were just completed this year. Uh, Modesto will have a second building um, with uh, solar PV installed, I believe, in 24. And with that, uh, the Deland Florida facility just on its own is utilizing 95% of its own onsite generated energy, which is amazing. Um, We have um, our carbon initiative, which is net zero carbon manufacturing by 2030. Um, With that, what I think is so important is a 50% reduction in the CO2 intensity from our supply partners. So, you know, for us to go, um, with all of our companies across the globe to have these really bold initiatives, um, meeting those initiatives and then utilizing the supply chain, which some of those partners might not be like minded and good stewards towards the planet. So then that kind of negates what we've already um, been able to achieve. So making sure that our supply partners are in line with what we're doing is, is absolutely critical. Um, and then, uh, all of our, um, employees do drive, um, EV vehicles and that's an initiative to be met by 2025. So there's a few people that
0: haven't got their electric vehicles yet, but they will soon. The time is coming. I like that you guys have such ambitious goals and like timeline, like deadlines that you're like actively working on meeting. It's, it's really, I don't know, it's just really refreshing. And also not just you guys are doing it, but making sure others that you work with are also following these um, guidelines as well, because, you know, you can only do so much, but if your other partners aren't doing it, then it's like, what is it all for?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It would completely negate everything that we have, have worked to achieve. Um, and yeah, these are, these are, um, goals and initiatives that have been set by our CFO. And it is, uh, by no means these are the dates that we will be meeting. Um, and with each acquisition of a new company, we start over with that company. So, uh, we are actively, actively working on this. Um, on a daily basis. Um, Another one that we have is, is circularity, um, because 30% of all waste generated annually comes from construction. And that is a huge piece of the pie. So whatever we can do to limit um, and divert waste streams away from the landfills is incredibly important to us. We have a zero company waste to landfill initiative by 2030. Um, At our facilities, we have color-coded bins uh, where we break up the foam, the steel, wood, and, you know, just other um, waste streams. Keeping those separate so that we can utilize different types of recycling um, opportunities. One that's really cool, um, we have teamed up with a, a company out of Georgia called BelterTech. They take our used and ins- our, our scrapped insulation, we peel off the steel, we send them the insulation. They actually grind that down into uh, into a powder and they use that in their concrete mixtures to give it um, a lightweight. Property, but also um, it has thermal properties as well. It is really really cool. So if you follow different companies on LinkedIn, I would say Belter Tech is one to follow because they're always showing
0: um, their their recycling and upcycling of the foam. That was one of the that was one of my first questions I was going to ask you is how because like steel, obviously you can melt it back down. There's there's certain recycle pathways that work for various, like for great construction materials. But one of my first ones was foam because you can't, you can't really like, it's hard to recycle foam. And turns out you guys found an answer for that. We found
1: an answer for it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and they'll, they'll have a, dis- a demonstration um, that I've seen on LinkedIn where they have two pieces of concrete. One is just a standard concrete and they have someone pick up that block and then they have them pick up the one that has, the recycled, um, quad core foam in it. And it's considerably lighter and everyone's eyes are just like, oh my gosh, you know, so just really cool. Um, you know, interesting ways to, to repurpose these items, which would otherwise just be going, um, you know, to the landfill. Um, another thing that we're doing is we're upcycling, um, 1 billion PET bottles. So those are like, like your Pop bottles, your water bottles, upcycling those into our quad-core foam uh, by 2025. Um, I'm told the goal is $1 billion. by 2025. I'm told we're supposed to meet that goal next year. Um, what we're doing is we're taking those plastic bottles, um, working with another company that melts it down to the original polyol, And then we take that polyol and we upcycle that into the quad core foam. So you can take a product like a water bottle and turn around, upcycle it and make something like
0: an insulated metal panel that can be used on a building. Literally, how fast do I slide you a credit card for that? Like it's because it's one of those where like, because you're not only removing waste from your production stream, but you're also removing it from, like, the everyday consumer stream. You're just saying, "Uh, we're we're just going to take that. Thank you. Exactly. Absolutely. Um,
1: So that's a a pretty ambitious initiative that we have there as well. Zero company waste to landfill by 2030. Um, And the last one is water. Um, We are committed to harvesting 100 million liters of rainwater by 2030. So in our uh Modesto California facility and our DeLand Florida facility um we have rainwater harvesting and we use that for um as much as we can there um on site so that we're not pulling from the local municipalities specifically for um the California which is just just you know naturally a, a drought stricken state so we're able to you know to to water the lawns and 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 utilize it for, um, you know, non-drinking water, um, but harvested right there on site, which is, is really, really exciting. Just to, you know, these little things
0: to do our part is really important. I really like that. You guys are like, not only are we going to build the best insulation panels there are in the market, but we're also going to do, we're also going to, you know, put our money where our mouth is and We're also going to make it much more sustainably and just arguably better. So I really like that approach that you guys have. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, That being said, uh, getting to the most exciting question of the day, Maggie, we are almost out of time, but that does mean that you have to answer the question that everybody that comes on the show has to answer. Might be the hardest question you get all day. Are you ready for it? I am ready. Is cereal considered a soup? Is cereal
1: considered a soup? I don't know if cereal is considered a soup, but here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. I would not dip my
0: grilled cheese sandwich in a bowl of soup. I think that's a fair enough assessment. I think that's a fair enough assessment. I do like that answer. Because, uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't hit the same. That grilled cheese, that hot grilled cheese sandwich going into a nice cold bowl of cocoa puffs. Mmm. <laughs> no. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. I absolutely love it, with conviction. If anyone wants to reach out to you on, you know, the best grilled cheese sandwich and the best soup combination, or um, if they have any more questions on the Kingspan panels and anything they have on that regard, where can they find you outside the show?
1: Outside the show, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Maggie Christensen. Um, also, um, you can find me on the website at kingspan.com or um, via email, which is maggie.christiansen at
0: kingspan.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Maggie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You can catch other episodes of Running on Ice right here on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcasts like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Need more Running on Ice news? No sweat. Subscribe to the newsletter on freightwaves.com slash Ice. See you on the internet.